I thank the Lord for His goodness. I thank Him for His presence here this morning. And what I have to talk about and share goes perfectly what we've been talking about. It's amazing how God directs and works. And um, uh, what I want to talk about this morning is taste. Um, the title of the sermon will be Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And um, so this is what we're talking about. And uh, I'm talking about his presence and how he, how he works in our lives and, and um, worship and a lot of different things. So um, let's turn to Philip, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then it goes on and says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue... And if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's pray. Dad, do you mind praying for us? Father, we thank you this morning for your presence here. For the Holy Spirit that we can feel. Yes, Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You are a wonderful Jesus, a wonderful God. You said we're going to gathered where you are. Yes, Lord. Thank you for that. We ask you to bless Daniel as he lifts up his heart to you and that he can share your word, your spirit and truth, and let us receive it in that way. We ask you to bless this servant in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I guess we're talking, some of us are talking about resolutions and things. You know, my heart's desire is to spend more time in his presence, be in his presence more every day. Um, you know, if we dwell in his presence, it's going to change our lives. It's going to make us more like Him. Because the more we're with Him, the more we're like Him. And um, so that's my, that's my goal. That's my, my, uh, my desire, to be more like Jesus and to be, be in His presence. And when, he, when we're in His presence, things are going to happen. We're going to worship. We're going to see things. God's going to, God, God will talk to us. to show things through His Word especially as we read his word and, and search and seek him and study. Anyways, and then we'll go to, um, like right here, verses, uh, verse 6 talks, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. How do we come to God? With thanksgiving. As we enter, as we come to him before him in the mornings or whatever our time might be, is to come to him with thankfulness in the heart. Because um, I mean, me personally, he's done so much in my own life. Probably the last three to five years, there's been things that um, we face personally as a family. And uh, struggles and things that I'm careful to talk about here. But I know, I know what God can do for us in his faithfulness to, us, to help us through things. And though there might be hard times, but, through, but we don't want to forget about those things that he brings us through. We want to come to him in thankfulness, be thankful. 
And we come to thankful, and then, like in the verses, like a couple of verses before that, it said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, to rejoice in Him. Because if we have a grateful heart, a heart of gratitude, um, you know, and thankfulness to Him, it shows our, our gratefulness, our, our, how would you say, we're not, you know, sometimes, you, let's say you do something for people and they do, you do quite a bit for them and they, they, don't, they seem, that's the word I want, ungrateful. I mean, it kind of, it's not a good feeling. No, if we're grateful to God, he come, we come to him and we're grateful and thankfulness. He appreciates that. He wants it to be appreciated and, and thanked. So anyway, that's a, one of the ways of approaching him and humbling ourselves before him. And, you know, and if there is failures in our lives that we, we can just humbly come before him. He says he resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. I mean, God can... Huh, he can see a proud far off, and he, he resists. It's, it's, he's against the proud. So if we're humble before him, we come to him in humbleness of heart, and whatever our need might be, then thankfulness, he can help us. And then it goes on and says, uh, <clears throat> about uh, verse 7, and that's uh, one time there's this um, gentleman, good, good friend of mine, brother in the Lord. He was struggling, and... Um, even some some nerve problems, maybe, and some struggle with his mind and things like that. And the Lord, uh, this came verse came to me, and I shared it with him and it helped him. But you know, in our own problems, let's say we have emotional problems or or problem with our mind, with nerves or things we're struggling with. The next verse says, "And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts." What's the next one say? And minds through Christ Jesus. That stood out to me. That's like, you know, he can keep our minds too. Not just our hearts, but our minds, whatever we might be facing them. Think, you know, we might have struggles with those things. God can help us and strengthen. He is the answer for all of our problems. And that's what I believe. And uh, if we are willing to humble ourselves and, and just reach out to him and, you know, help him, help, let him help us. And, uh, and then it goes on, the things that we should think about. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Think about the lovely things. Maybe things, let's say there's things in your past to you struggle with. You know, be positive. Think on, on, give those things to God and think on the lovely things and what he's done, he wants to do for, for you and what he's done for our lives. And then... Um, Whatsoever things are of good report, good report things. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, things that are praiseworthy. And, uh, and then I want to go share about, about his presence. Let's go to um, Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611. I might use my phone a little bit. Let's go to Psalm 1611. We're going to be going through the Word of God here a little bit. We're going to be talking about um, His presence. And see, if we come before Him and walk with Him, you know, one of those things we, we do um, when you spend time with God, we come in His presence. We spend, and in His presence, He helps us. So, Psalm 1611. So, what is in His presence? It says, um, 
Thou, thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So where are we finding our pleasures? Where are we finding fullness of joy? You know, like you said, I like to hunt too. And there's some things God blesses. He allows us, he allows us to enjoy some things. But what's our priority? What, what's your full fullness of joy? When you spend time with God and you draw near to him and he really blesses your heart and soul, that dims. You know, you know I've been out there even hunting before, taking my hat off. Might be a little chilly, but taking my hat off, spend time and get drawn near to God, and He comes and blesses me there. Sometimes I'm not even thinking about hunting them. I'm, just, I'm focusing on God and how He's wor- uh, how He worked in my life and and being blessed with His presence. I mean, to me, yes, we can enjoy some of those things. And maybe I mean, some people might go after money or whatever and things. But what's most important? What we talked about this morning. We're talking about is his presence, being bathed, saturated with his presence, walking with him. And that's what I want more. That's my goal for this year. And uh, so it's fullness of joy. And what does joy give you? It gives you strength. You can walk. You can endure. You can um, walk with the Lord. And, you know, and where you get that joy? Through his, through his presence, through being close to him, walking with him. You know, it's not in your own flesh or whatever. Those things might be for a season, they might whatever, but in the end, they don't satisfy. And, you know, whatever you might go through, things in this world, or even you go out there and be cold and go out after the flesh and do these things, it doesn't satisfy in the long run. If anything, it brings guilt and misery in your life. So, and then it goes on and talks about, um, then the next one we're going to look at, Exodus 34, 14, and 15. Exodus 34, See here. Alexis, I went the wrong one. Yeah, hang just a sec here. <laughs> we'll find it here. Exodus 34. Oh, 33, sorry. And then we go 14 and 15. So then here it talks about, um, and he said, my presence shall go with thee. This is talking about Moses talking, coming to God. And um, when God was calling him to go lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, he said, now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, verse 13, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. He goes on and says, and he said, God said, my presence shall go with thee, and I shall give thee rest. What is in that presence? Rest. Give you rest. Just refine rest. We might have problems and struggles and whatever we might be facing, but we can go to God, find that rest. And um, so that's the key. And uh, I'm going to share a little bit as far as... Um, like I said, a lot of these things go together. What we were talking and talking about this morning, my dad, like his example, has been an example to my life and how how that is to follow God, walk after God. And there's one example I want to bring out that um, some years ago he was struggling with something, and it was really burdened and just down. You hardly feel like you're getting up. He couldn't hardly go on. 
He went to his office and he got Donna. Donna's knees and his face before God, just lay before God. God, I can't go on. And uh, God talked to him and said, what did Job do? He worshipped, fell down and worshipped. When Job got down the end, he fell down and worshipped me. He says, that's what you do. He worshipped him. Before he knew it, he was up on his feet, encouraged in the Lord and ready to go. <laughs> so that's, that's the difference. God can make in our lives, you know. Walk with him, to worship him. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about worship here in a little bit. But um, in Psalms, then about security in his presence. Psalm 3120. Psalm 3120. It says, um, goes on, talks about here. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of, of tongues. Security. You know, in, you might be, even people might be coming against you. I know some of you left the Amish and this and that. A lot of different stuff that can happen. People talk and whatever. But, you know, if we're in his presence, God gives us comfort. He hides us. Those things, those words or whatever might come towards us, against us. They can bounce off, you know. He's protecting us. And so, you know, to be just in his protection. And if we're in his presence, we're his child, he takes care of us. He protects us in those things. <clears throat> and then also, uh, talk about the flesh. This is going to be First uh, Corinthians 1, 28 through 31. First Corinthians chapter one. Just different aspects about the, the him being in his presence, what he does for us. Twenty-eight. And these things uh, and the and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh shall glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Right there, that no flesh should glory in his presence. You know, if we were really before God in his presence, he comes and touches all his, uh, our soul and his holiness. Is, he's there. He's a holy God. We're not going to feel any glory in ourselves. We're going to be humble before him. We're going to see our own need of him, our own undoneness and things where our, our own failures where we failed and things and so you know if you're really truly in his presence in a real way and God talks show, shows up and he's there working in our lives it's gonna make it, it's gonna we're gonna see it's gonna humble us and that if we're willing to humble ourselves you know that's the only way we get to him anyways in his presence and humbling ourselves being humble before him and then it goes on, and it's like, you know, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And then, um, then in Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, six through 8, let's see, Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 8, I'm going to share that a little bit. Um, 
I'll start in verse 5. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him, to talk of him there, talking about Moses um, up on the mount with him there, and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord. This is Moses. Let me see, go back here. Maybe we can go further here. Yeah, okay. Verse 6. Verse 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children, and upon unto the third and the fourth unto the fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. Now that's that's the attitude. If we really God shows up, we're gonna have an attitude of worship and humility. He made haste and bowed and worshiped. But what did God what did he see? What did what did God say? The Lord God, merciful. What do we see when we get his presence? That's as I see it from time to time. Merciful and gracious, long suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth. You know. And if we see that, and we're in His presence, God can help give that to us, that goodness and long-suffering, His Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. And we live in that. He can, it can show out to other people. We can have that compassion. And another thing is I want to share that, you know, the things that we go through, it can draw us, send us to God, can draw us to God, towards God. And because sometimes, you know, some people... If life goes well for them and everything goes just hunger dory and goes sweet, you know, they may have never come to God. It takes sometimes heartaches and, and troubles. And I, I just, I just met uh, one of my cousins just recently shared a little bit with me, and he uh, he lost four children from the month, and they're all four within about a month old to like four months old, in the last spot. I was maybe six, eight years, something like that. Well, I think one was further back. But the last one, about three years ago, the night before it passed away, it, God did a miracle, I guess. He didn't, we didn't go in detail yet, but sometime we'll get together and talk about it. But through those circumstances, it helped draw him to God. And that's how he, how he knew, got to know God, how he got born again. He was Amish, and, and he's still Amish at, at this point. It's amazing how God can use him. He said, hey, if it went from the last baby that passed away, he didn't know if he would eat where he would be today. So God uses things in our lives to draw us to him. Sometimes, you know, um, sometimes our own doings, our own sin, you know, people that don't know him um, can take us down to the point where we're on the bottom of the pit looking up, need help. So, amen. In our own lives, sometimes after, like me personally, even I was saved at a younger age. But and to the to life, you know, get older, become a man, this and that happens, and you know, I feel God many times, and there's been times in my life I'm not proud of, I've been backslid, but it's the mercy of God. He brings sometimes the things we go through can draw us to Him, and help us reach out in a more real way, and find out that we really need Him, and that's, um, you know. And I'm thankful for those time. Maybe at the time, you know, how how can you be thankful for this? But 
His word says, in all things, be thankful in all things. Maybe not necessarily just for those things, but in all things, be thankful. In, God's, in those situations, God can use to work in our lives to make us more like Him. And that's, that's my desire. I just want to be more in His presence every day and walk with Him. You know, there's many distractions, things that can pull us away, like this thing right here, phones. I mean, everybody, I mean, there's... I mean, there's everything on your fingertips right there. And there's so many different things that the devil can try to distract you and take your time away. You know, spend time on that instead of with the Lord. I mean, if we would spend as much time on this, as I mean, on the, with the Lord as we would this sometimes, I think, you know, that's what's important to us, you know. I mean, God would do things in our lives and in our community, you know. So, I mean, I... You know, growing up in a Christian home and everything. I mean, it's I'm the poor young people. I mean, it, it's so it's the things are there, and it's so easy to get you know to see things nowadays. I mean, garbage and whatever else. But may God help us to stay close to Him and His presence. That's where we're going to find victory. That's where we're going to find strength in over those things, not in our own selves, our own flesh. Like in his presence, that's where he feeds our spirit. That's where, and when his word, studying his word, you know, feeding, feeding our spirit and starving, you know, starving the flesh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, so that's, amen. So, and then I want to go to talk about worship a little bit. You know, different places in the Bible, I could go through different places here and and, um, and look, there's all kinds of where, where it talks about what does it talk about worship. A lot of time when you read about worship in the Bible is when they you find them bowing their head, they hasty, they, they bow themselves to the earth or bow their head. It's an it's a sign of humility, adoration. And another thing is, um, what what did the devil tell the Jesus and one of the temptations? It said. Uh, one of the last ones was, one of the ones he said was, if you bow down here and worship me, I'll give you everything. What was Jesus, well, if Jesus would have done that, what was he doing? Worshiping, surrendering himself to him. If you worship something, you're going to surrender yourself to him. Like we worship God and in spirit, raise our hands. Um, like in raising hands, one of the way looking at is, hey, raise our hands and surrender. We're worshiping him, you know? So... That's the thing. You know, have the adoration. He, my dad shared one time about, he was over in Romania, and I think it was over there. And this lady come into this um, this Catholic church. He happened to be there watching or looking or whatever, and here she comes, and there's an image of Mary where she comes up there so reverently in worship. You know, we can worship in the flesh, too, in some things. Some people worship maybe money or different things, but the thing is, we can come out and worship. She came out and just wore on and bow before that image. That's an idol. And that's what the Old Testament, the God, you know, they got punished for sometimes, like that golden calf and whatever. But we want to, when we're in his presence, it puts an awe and adoration in our hearts for the Lord. When really, truly, he's there and blessing our soul and ministering to us. And um, where, um, for me, a lot of times, you know, it brings tears. I had, you know, but that's one of my ways of showing or communicate, communicating it sometimes to the Lord. But um, 
but being thankful. We want to remember to be thankful. And, and what those things, like I don't want to forget for the things that he brought me through and I went through. And being having a grateful heart and thankful, being thankful about it. And his faithfulness to us. So I thank the Lord for his faithfulness in my own life. I intend to be more like Jesus, be more him, like him, have his mind and spirit uh, upon us. Thank you.